Alexander the Great, one of the greatest conquerors, if not the greatest conqueror that the world has known, uh, was a phenomenal military strategist. In fact, he never lost a battle. Um, typically, he was outnumbered in his battles. Um, the, the historians say that, that he was often outnumbered. And because of this, he was able to use different tactics and terrain and strategies. And his troops were so loyal that this young man never lost a battle as a military commander. And one of the famous quotes that he's uh, given credit of saying is that I'm not afraid of an army alliance led by a sheep. I'm afraid of an army of sheep led by a lion. I'm going to say that again. He said, I'm not afraid of an army of lions led by a sheep. I'm afraid of an army of sheep led by a lion. Where you get your direction, your insight, your feeding, your leadership, your direction, your vision, where you get this from matters. Okay, where you get it from matters and who is leading you matters. This man was one of the great, great, great kings of Macedonia who took over so many different regions, so many different countries. He was a phenomenal conqueror. But when he died, he fell ill, died at the age of 32. He had three wishes. He said, my physicians, my doctors must carry my coffin. When the second wish was uh, um, display all the wealth that I had when you're taking me to my grave. And the third wish that he had is that both of his hands hang out of his coffin. I read about that. I'm like, what? That's crazy. It's crazy. And so here's the reason why he wanted that. So the first reason why he wanted his doctors, his physicians to carry his coffin is because he wanted people to realize that no doctor can cure anybody. That we are all helpless when it's time for us to die. We are all helpless when it's time for us to die. The second wish he had. The reason why he wanted his riches to be seen as his coffin was being sent and transported to the grave is because he said, I spent all my life earning riches, but cannot take anything with me. Let people know that wealth is nothing but dust. How many times, how many times have we spent our days, our hours chasing after that? Third thing he said, I wish all to know the reason why he wanted his hands out of the coffin. He wanted all to know that I came empty handed into this world and I'll leave this world empty handed. (laughs) He came in with nothing. and He said he's leaving with nothing. We leave this earth without things but we have the ability to leave this earth with a savior. We have this ability to leave this earth 
with a relationship with Jesus that is utterly life-changing. When I read about Alexander the Great and I just, you know, started seeing this man's life, uh, the challenges he's faced, um, you know, just how conquering he was, um, you know, what he did throughout his short time here on this earth. <laughs> it's amazing because he wanted everybody conquered. He wanted to spread the culture of Greece around the entire globe. But he didn't want to destroy every local custom. He wanted to bring everybody under one goal, like one culture. He wanted everybody to be under one culture. And the reason why I used him to, to kind of springboard into this conversation is because historians and people, you know, write about him, talk about him, and we know about him. But the fact that he talked about what he talked about really gives us some insight on those three points in our life and how we chase things and how we look at things and how we view things. And I just want to deal with those three things. Those three things. And when it's time, it's time. I recently got some pictures from my father um, and I even got his wallet um, that he had. Uh, my father passed away in September of 2009 and I had not seen his wallet since August of 2009. I had not seen my father's wallet since August of the year 2009. I don't know if you understand what power and what significance that held for me when I saw this wallet, because it's one of those things where you're like, you don't even think about it. Like I, when my father passed, you know, my father was married. Um, and so naturally my stepmother had possession of a lot of his things. Um, but you know, you know, as you clean and you get things, over the years and my stepmother just recently passed um, within the past month month and a half and so when she passed the things that she had of my father was given to me a lot of pictures um, mainly pictures mainly pictures and his wallet and so for me to get this wallet for me to look in this wallet for me to smell this wallet it was a smell everybody has a smell my father had a smell. I have my father's Bible. And when I turned the pages in my father's Bible, I could smell my father. It was the smell of my father. So when I got this wallet, the first thing I did when I opened it up was smell it. And lo and behold, very faint, very distant, I smelled my father. And as I started going through the wallet, I'm looking at all of these cards and credit union, old credit cards, Sam's Club, um, and his licenses, his ministerial licenses, his credentials, as well as his driver's license throughout the years. Um, so I'm looking at my father throughout the years as he was a young man and a younger man and, you know, a maturing man and a seasoned man. Um, and then his very last license. 
And so as I'm looking at these things, all of these memories are starting to be triggered. And I'm thinking of all of these moments. And I'm looking here at this wallet at this point in my life. Remembering the thoughts and the feelings, the emotions when I was at that place in life. And I thought about his greatness. I thought about all the things that he poured into me. And I thought about this here being the last of the possessions. And when it's your time, it is your time. And there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to avoid it. There's nothing you can do to stop it. I remember this conversation when I, that I had with my father. I was sitting outside of ITT Technical Institute in Greenfield, Wisconsin. In 2009, I was sitting outside. I would call my father every day. Um, I had evening classes. I worked in the day, drove daycare vans and cut hair in the daytime. And then my classes started at six. And so my route would, would end um, about four o'clock and I would head out and I would oftentimes get to the school early and I would just sit there and wait and talk to my father. And I remember this day that we spoke and he was telling me about his challenges and I had knew about his health challenges and some of the things that he was dealing with. And I remember him saying, I'm afraid to take, I'm afraid to have the surgery because I think if I have it, I'm not going to get out. But I need to have the surgery because I can't keep living like this. And I remember being at this crossroads and I, I wrestled with this for years because many times I would say I had survivor's guilt or survivor's remorse. I, I felt like it was my fault because I pushed him to get the surgery. I wanted him to have the best quality of life. I didn't want him um, constantly taking nitroglycerin pills. I didn't want him constantly being out of breath. I didn't want him not being able to lay down in his own bed. I didn't want him having to experience the things that he was experiencing. I didn't want that for my father because I knew what great of a man and how much work God still had for him to do. You know, here I was, I'm about to get married, man. I need you in my corner. I, man, we talked about this. You know, you, you got to guide me through this. So I need everything you got. But there was nothing that I can do to stop his time. There was nothing that I can do. And just like Alexander, we are all helpless in front of death. So when it comes, it's going to come, but you have to realize it's going to come and we cannot live our life as if it's not going to come because one of the tactics and the tricks of the enemy is to make us think that we are gonna be here forever. This is not your home. This is not your home. This is not your home. You won't be here forever. You will die one day. You will die one day. And as men, we have to understand that and be okay with that because there's nothing we can do about not dying or about dying except embrace it. And as soon as you embrace death, you can really live. Because when you embrace death, you understand that you are not going to be here forever. You understand that every moment, not day, not hour, but every moment is precious. I looked up and I said, I'm 45 years old. 
I remember when I was 17. I remember when I was 18. And I believe God allows me to remember those moments because I, even then, it's like, remember saying, I wonder what it's going to be like when I get 30 or 40. And the reason I remember is because I would always look in the mirror and have these conversations with myself. I wonder what it's gonna be like if I have kids. I wonder what my wife is gonna be like. I wonder what, what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna be doing. And so I, I, I use that to take us to this next point that Alexander talked about when he wanted all of his wealth to be displayed as his as his coffin was transported to the grave. He wanted the path that led to the graveyard to display the wealth that he collected. He wanted people to see because he spent his whole life earning riches, chasing money, chasing wealth, chasing, chasing, attaining, getting, collecting, having. But he said, I spent all my life earning riches, but cannot take anything with me. Let people know that the wealth is nothing but dust. So the very thing that some of us die over, have died over, we've got loved ones who've been murdered over. Sometimes we lie for, we steal for, we will kill for, we'll backbite, we'll backstab, we'll maneuver, we'll do things that should not be done for, we'll sell our bodies for, sell our minds for. It's dust. It's dust. It's dust. He wanted that path to the grave to be seen with all of his wealth and all that he's accumulated because he needed and wanted people to realize this thing that I spent my life working for, chasing after, running to, serves me no purpose now. What are you chasing? What are you running for? What are you running to? What are you, where's your treasure? Where's your treasure? Right now, this moment, where is your treasure? Where's your treasure? What's important to you? What is the, what is the thing that drives you every day? Where, what is it? The Bible says in Matthew 6 and 21, wherever a man's heart is, there is his treasure. Now the pastor says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if your treasure is in money, you'll spend your whole life chasing money. If your treasure is in riches, you'll spend your whole life, all of your energy trying to get riches, forgetting that one day I got to leave. One day it's over. One day that I don't know. One day that I literally have no I have no way of knowing when I'm going to die. Let me let me break this down to you in this place. I've, I've, I've seen, I've had many deaths. I've seen deaths. I, I've had friends die. I've had family die. And I've never, never in my 45 years of living, I've never been able 
to know when they were going to leave. Never. I've never been able to say, never been able to say, September 23rd, you're going to pass. That's going to be my last time holding your hand. That's going to be my last time looking at you. I had an uncle who passed away. I never knew that night when I got that call that the last time I talked to him would be the last time I talked to him. I had a very good friend of mine die a few months ago. Phenomenal brother, phenomenal young man. I never thought the last text message that I was about to send him. <laughs> I never thought, you know how you get to, you know, you, you, you get busy in your day, right? And you was about to send somebody something and you get distracted and you forget to push send or you forget to send it off. I never sent him that message. He never got that message. I never thought that I would not be able to send him that message. But it was all destined, it was all set. You might be saying, well, why are you going here? Because I want us to understand and embrace it. Embrace that death is part of life. That we all must die and leave this earth. But where we go afterwards is so important. What we do here sets us up for where we go after we leave here. So if I spend my time chasing, focusing, building here, and I leave here, everything is here and I'm not here. I'm not even set up. I'm not even prepared. I'm not even gave thought to what's next. And the last thing I want is to be reminded of moments when God tugged on my heart, when God tried to get my attention, when God tried to slow me down just a little bit, when God tried to get in my way so that I could get out the way so that he can stand and show me the way. I don't want that. I, I, I don't want to be I don't want to be in a place where I don't even know where I'm going or what my future holds. No, I don't want that. I would rather live my life as if there was God and die and find out there is no God than to live my life like there was no God, die and find out that there is a God. I'm going to say that one more time. Because that has been a staple in my life that I, I adopted many years back, many, many, many years back, almost 30 something years back when I first heard it. And I can't recall where I heard it from, but I was a very young man when I heard that. And it struck me like a ton of bricks. I'd rather live my life as if there was a God and die and find out he said like this, I'd rather live my life as if God was real and die and find out that he's not than to live my life as if God was not real and die and find out he is real.
Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to live my life raggedy as if God is not real and Diane really find out that he is real and then be reminded of all the times when he tried to show me his realness. And it be vivid and it be right there in living color in my face. And there's nothing that I can do about it because whether we want to accept it or not, God gets our attention and tries so hard to get our attention and tries so hard to get us to hear what he's trying to say to us. But we get so distracted. We get so caught up. We get so rush, rush, rush that we can oftentimes come blind to what he's saying. And then the last point that Alexander the Great made. <laughs> so powerful because this brother wanted his hands, both of his hands hanging out of his coffin. He wanted it hanging out. He said he came into this world with nothing and he's leaving this world with nothing. And although in the physical, that's true. So baby, you don't bring anything into this world. And as, as whenever you die, you don't take anything out of this world. However, there is something that you do and you can take out of this world. And that's your relationship with Christ. I know, I know you've heard it. I know you hear people say it. I know I got time. I, I, it don't take all that. Listen, I would rather live my life as if God was real and die and find out he wasn't than to live my life as if God was not real and die and find out that he is. So I'm issuing this invitation now on this platform, on this podcast, you might, you might be asking, well, why? Because there's so many invitations that are being asked to you, offered to you. Invitations of doubt, doubting yourself as a man. Invitations of not even wanting to be a leader for your family. Invitations to give up. Invitations to throw the towel in. Invitations to not even fight. Invitations to fear God. I'm, I'm sorry, invitations to not even fear God. Invitations to disrespect God, invitations to disrespect your family, invitations to not put, it, put yourself in position to receive what God has for you, invitations out of this world, invitations to party your life away, invitations to fear your life away, invitations to write your life away, invitations to die without knowing who Jesus is. Empty handed, he came in this world and he wanted his people to see empty handed. I leave out this world. But I want to tell you today, you don't have to leave this world empty handed. You can leave this world with your heart full of Christ, with a relationship that will change the trajectory of your entire life, even right now. I want to encourage you all to keep reading your word with me. Remember, we pushing them verses. We pushing those verses, right? We're pushing those verses because that's where we get our strength. We're pushing those verses every day. But at some point, I want us also to get to a place where we are being yielded. We're building. We're, we're building and we're budding and we're allowing God to speak to us through his word. And the more he speaks to us through his word, we cannot help but to start loving his son more and more. We cannot help but to start seeing the sacrifice of his son more and more. And then we desire to have a relationship with his son. 
that will not be shook. Brothers, I love you. Brothers, I want you to be encouraged. Brothers, I want you to walk in a place of power and authority and peace. And I want you to know that as the king that God has created you to be, that not only has he given you power and authority, but he has given you a way. He is the way. He made the way. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to love somebody. Tell somebody you love them. And remember, this is your safe space in your safe place to go higher in God. Be blessed, my brothers. I love you all. Until next time.